I cannot believe that on January 1st, 2020, the Uplifting Podcast will turn one year old. It feels like just yesterday that I was brainstorming ideas and trying to figure out how I was going to launch this podcast and get it off the ground. And now we are over 11,000 downloads and over 55 episodes. I could not have gotten to this place without you, my loyal podcast listeners. So as a thank you, I want to do a little giveaway. I created a short survey to help me learn more about you, what type of content you enjoy, and how I can better serve you through the podcast. So if you take a few minutes to complete the survey, you will be entered into a giveaway for a $50 Amazon gift card. The giveaway is open now, and all you have to do is complete the short survey before January 10th. That's it. If you want to receive an extra entry into the giveaway, all you have to do is go and leave a review for the podcast on iTunes, and you will receive an extra entry into the giveaway. The winner will be announced on January 15th on the podcast. Go to the link in the show notes now to complete the survey. Thank you again for supporting this podcast, and I look forward to another incredible year of podcasting with you. Aloha, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Uplifting Podcast. If you are listening to this on Wednesday, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. I know that you could literally be doing anything else right now, but you have made the choice to tune in, and that means so much to me. In today's episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with my dear friend and client, Christina Malone, who is a body acceptance coach who is on a mission to break down the barriers for people of all sizes to feel safe in fitness. She shares with us her personal story of how she transformed her relationship with her body through fitness. We talk about the importance of detaching from the outcome when it comes to your body and fitness and how that is truly the secret to finding happiness and joy in moving your body. She shares about the importance of changing your beliefs and thoughts about your body and how that was connected to her own healing journey. We talk about what gyms and personal trainers can do to create a more inclusive environment for all bodies. She shares with us what has been made possible in her life through healing her relationship with her body, as well as some of the things that she continues to struggle with. This is an amazing episode about the power of creating safe spaces and fitness for bodies of all sizes to flourish. If you know somebody who could benefit from listening to today's powerful episode, send them the link right now and be a hero in their life today. Welcome to the Uplifting Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Lee, and I'm a business mindset coach, public speaker, world record holder, power lifter, and self-love advocate. I believe that there is so much power in owning and sharing our story, which is why on this podcast, I interview other powerful women about the challenges that they have overcome to be where they are today. My goal for this podcast is to create a safe space for all women to share their real, raw, and mostly unedited stories that will leave you empowered to live more authentically, openly, and freely. If you're looking to up-level your happiness, success, and fulfillment, then you've come to the right place. Look at this podcast as your weekly dose of personal development and mindset work to help you shift into your most uplifted self. Thank you so much for pressing play today. And now let's find out what's uplifting you today.
Welcome back to the Uplifting Podcast. Today, my guest is Christina Malone. Christina is a body acceptance coach from Portland, Oregon, who's helping break down the barriers for people of all sizes to feel welcome and safe in fitness. She is also a national level competitive powerlifter and one of my long-term clients and friends. Welcome to the podcast, Christina. Hi, it's so great to be here, Randy. It's so great to have you. So I like to start the conversation by you sharing a story from your past that brought you into the work that you're doing today, specifically as a body acceptance coach. Absolutely. So a little bit about me in the back history is I've always been a bigger body person. So I was born a bigger person and I've kind of lived in a bigger body my entire life. Um, I've been active in fitness in different areas and different sports over the years. Um, but as an adult, I found that I was always falling into this trap of, I have a bigger body, but look what I can do with it. And I got to the point where I realized I went out for a run one day and realized that I was effectively running so far and running for such a long distance that I looked down and realized that I had effectively run until my feet were bleeding. Um, All of this was really in this kind of aha moment where it was effectively running to punish my body. And I realized that I had allowed exercise to become something negative instead of something positive in my life. So I kind of took a step back. And the very first thing I did was I Googled body positive fitness, Portland, Oregon, and found an environment that had some body positive coaches in it that were focused on helping include people of all sizes in a fitness environment. And so that's really what started my personal progress down the pathway of going from being this person who was using exercise to hurt their body to someone who truly feels safe and enjoys being in this fitness environment. Yeah. So do you think the reason that you were using fitness to like punish your body, was that because of you being in a bigger body and, and feelings around that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think fitness for right or for wrong, and no matter what sport you're in, um, there's very a, a narrow box that we define what it can look like. Um, and again, this is going to be different depending on what sport you're in. But for where I was at, it was this, I have to lose weight. I have to get smaller. I have to do this. And I was so focused on what I wanted the outcome to be from what I was doing that I was, I completely completely forgotten the process and honestly it had really lost touch with my body and had turned it into this place where I was so angry at my body for quote unquote disappointing me and not doing it's like hey I am I am giving you so much work why can't you look the way I want you to look yeah and like I really like what you said where you know you were so focused on the outcome because I definitely see that as a struggle that you know, so many people have, regardless of if it's in fitness, but just in terms of setting goals in general, I think that we get so focused on that outcome that, like you said, you lose touch with the process. What do you see as like some of the consequences of that? And how did that affect your life? So I think when you get really focused in on the outcome of, of something, instead of all of the compete, all the steps and everything that goes into a process, it's just, it's so it's so easy to, to really lose your why. 
that connection to why am I even doing this in the first place? And I think we can do this in many areas, whether that's work or academics or fitness. But for for me personally, I think it's so critical to connect to your mind, to your body, to what you put into your body, to nutrition, to the work. Um, and all of that really ties into having that. Ultimately, if you love the process and everything that goes into it, the outcome is probably going to be something that you, you will love as well. Yeah. But when you focus just on the outcome, what, like what happened for you when you were just focused on the outcome? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So when I focused on the outcome, which for me in the beginning was I wanted to become smaller. I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to get into this little teeny tiny, not, I mean, I guess frame too. I felt like then I'm going to be happy. Then I'm going to feel safe. And then I'm going to be everything that's really, really wrong in my life. It's going to get so much easier. Because I was so hyper-focused on that and I didn't realize like there were all of these amazing opportunities that either I couldn't see because I was so focused on that outcome or things that were just kind of passing me by. And for me, strength training honestly was one of those things because I was so terrified to become any bigger than I was already at. I was so terrified of seeing the numbers on that scale change that I didn't even see this opportunity when I was a younger person. Wow. Yeah, that's really powerful. And I like what you said about you can't even, it's like, you can't even be grateful for what you have right now in the moment. And we lose touch with that. And then you put so much weight on, okay, this has to be the thing that changes everything for me. And I'm sure you found like, even if you did lose weight or you did achieve those outcomes, like that happiness was pretty temporary. Would you agree? Totally. I would absolutely agree. And I think for me, it, it's been interesting because I, so my body type, it's very difficult for me to pull weight off my body. It's, it's very much so I have a thick, powerful, strong body, and that is where it wants to be. The further I push that, my body, push away from that, the more physically, how I was less healthy physically, my emotional state degraded, my relationships with people in my life got worse because I was so, it took so much from me to achieve that. I wasn't just losing weight. I lost who I was in the process. Yeah, I I can totally resonate with that. And so what was that process like for you of deciding that you wanted to actually, you know, make peace with your body and instead of looking at it as the enemy and something that had like disappointed you, what was that process like of transforming that relationship with your body? Yeah, I think for me, one of the things that first occurred to me when I actually, after I had this aha moment when I was running and I, I literally got home and I started writing down on paper, the things that I was giving up to try and pursue this smaller body and this smaller life. And what were those things I was giving up for it? And just that, that concept of, of losing, ugh, it's hard to put into words sometimes actually. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it was difficult to, to transition away from that and that I needed, I knew that I needed to get to a place where I was more centered with my body. Yeah. But were there barriers that were standing in the way? Like what did you have to overcome to be able to get to that place of making peace with your body? Yes. There were quite a few barriers. I think with, for me personally, I had to get over, I'm going to give my body X and I'm going to get Y result. So that concept of like action, consequence, action, consequence, I had to really let go of that. I had to really look down and and understand what beliefs I had about myself that I needed to let go. That 
I'm going to be judged if I'm in a gym. I'm going to be less safe if I do X, Y, and Z behaviors. And I really had to start looking at these things that I had convinced myself were essentially true and start to let those go. And it was also letting people into my life and talking about it. So I had to really start to understand that I couldn't just ignore that I needed people in my life and I couldn't just do it all on my own. Yeah, that's really powerful because I think so often, especially when it comes to things like body image, we think that we just have to figure it out all on our own. And like, it's kind of shameful, I think, to reach out to people. We feel so much shame around it, right? And But what I've learned in the process and you have as well is like, that's what really connects you with people is sharing, you know, those emotions and those things that you've been through. Yeah. Shared experiences are critical. And it's a big part of why I started reaching out and, and working in body acceptance coachings. I feel it's, it was such a difficult pathway for me to go through over 30 years of my life where I really was just kind of getting beat up by this process. And I just, I really, at my core, I want to reach out and help other people not go through that process. It doesn't, it doesn't have to hurt that much. It doesn't have to be so painful. There are ways to get help for that in reaching out and becoming a little bit uncomfortable and becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable, I think is a critical part of that. Yeah, that's really where the change happens is when we step outside that comfort zone. And that might even just be, like you said, just reaching out to somebody and sharing a little bit of your story or asking for support. Like I think for so many of us, that's such a critical first step and it can be super uncomfortable. So I, I love that. Um, what are some other barriers that you see to people really feeling safe and welcomed in fitness, you know, especially as someone who is in a bigger body? Yeah, I think there are some, there's some like physical barriers where, you know, if you're going to a gym that maybe isn't going to be somewhere that's super welcoming to you, whether that's in not having a diversity of equipment or having the right things for every type of body that's in the, that could be in the gym to not having the tools that you need to feel safe. So being able to understand what is it that's increasing your anxiety around fitness and what makes you nervous and what makes you not want to be there and then understand why do you want to go? Why does it matter to you? And just what are the things that motivate you to want to be there? And I don't think we talk about understanding those things as that's as critical before you set foot in a gym, I think, as anything you do there is understanding your why. Yeah. So is that something that you think about often or do you have like a vision board or do you have like what helps you to really remember that why for you? Yeah, I have a vision board where I have things up there that motivate me and under help me clarify the reasons why I've decided to, to basically be on the path that I'm on. Um, I have things written down on my mirror. So things that I love about my body, things that I love about myself, focusing on my capabilities rather than things that I in the past maybe felt it couldn't do. So those are things that I go through every day when I, before I step into the gym every single time, I kind of talk to myself and say, okay, we're going to enjoy the process. This is why we're here today. And focusing on both a goal for that day and an overall goal, like I of wanting to come out of it feeling a bit, a bit more peaceful. I like that you said that you focus on the feeling, you know, more than 
I think it goes back to, like you said, not being less focused on the outcome of like, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to squat this number, but like really focusing more on the feeling and what you get out of the process. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then I think that's critical when you're training because it's really easy to get uh, hung up on, again, I call it kind of the action consequence, action outcome, where I've done these, these three things. So I should get the outcome that I wanted from that. And really the, the outcome is, is none of your business really in that capacity. The, the part that is your business is being there to do the work. And that can be being present in your mind, being present in your body, putting the work in physically doing whatever work it is that you're going to be doing that day. And then taking care of your body and your mind after you've done the work. And I think if you focus on doing those steps repetitively and you really get that locked in, ultimately the outcomes are going to be there and they're probably going to match what you wanted them to be, but they might look a little bit different and that's okay too. Yeah. I love that reminder because I think especially when it comes to fitness and being active, we have to get away from this idea that when I do, you know, X, I lose weight or I get this outcome and doing it again, like you said, more for the feeling that we get out of it, how it makes us feel in our bodies, how we feel empowered and strong and focusing more on those things than the weight loss. Yeah, it is absolutely. And, you know, for, for me, when I, when I pivoted into strength training, it was, it was really about, Hey, I've got this bigger body and my entire life, I have tried to shrink it make it smaller, tear it apart, listen to multiple health professionals and doctors that wanted to do those things. And none of that worked. And so I had, there's just this moment of, Hey, you know, what if I don't live the rest of my life like that? What would that be like? What would it feel like to actually just, Hey, you know what? Maybe I have a body that doesn't want to run marathons. Maybe I have a body that wants to put on weight and squat 400 pounds, 500 pounds, whatever it is. Maybe that's actually what my body is meant to do. So give it a shot, giving it what it actually needs to do its work. I love that. Cause it's like you said, you're really breaking down those limiting beliefs that you had before about your body. And then it's like challenging those, you know, and really proving to yourself that, yeah, those beliefs that we have about ourselves can be changed. It's really only true if we believe it to be true. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, when I was younger, and I think a lot of people probably have had similar experiences, but I think there, are, when you're a young person, people in your life might be, you know, tell, trying to help you lose weight or trying to change your body or, or trying to get you to do certain things to change yourself to be more safe, right? Because if you are a conventional or a, a more normal body, generally speaking, you're going to theoretically be more safe. I think that's something that we're taught frequently, and safe can be you're not a target for people to make fun of. You're not a target for, you know, any kind of vitriol from people, but really to do that, you're, you're changing yourself so intrinsically that I think it shifts you away from essentially who you are. And when that happens, it, you become less safe. And for me personally, the more time I spent chasing something that wasn't who I am at my core, I actually made myself less safe. I've, honestly never felt more secure and safe in my life now than I do right now today, because I've truly embraced what I'm actually supposed to be. I love that. And can you speak more into that? Like how you've been able to go from feeling unsafe in your body to now, like you said, feeling the most safe and the most confident you've ever felt in your body. Absolutely. 
I think it's a lot of, there's a lot of things that, that have kind of flowed into that for me over the years, but it's just really comes down to truly appreciating all of the amazing things my potty is able to do. And it might do them in a way that is different from the person standing next to me or the people down the street, but then there's things their bodies can do that are different from what my body can do. And that's amazing. That is the diversity of humans on the planet. That's a fantastic thing. That's fantastic that that exists. And I think being in a strength sport, spending more time being able to just truly appreciate that I have a bigger bone structure. So being able to see my body on recordings when I've recorded my lifts or been in competition and being able to really see it working and celebrate that. It's just, uh, for me, that was a game changer. Yeah, absolutely. And what do you think that gyms and facilities and personal trainers can do to make fitness more inclusive and welcoming and safe for, you know, bodies of all sizes? Yeah, I think there's, there's quite, there's quite a few things and I'm actually putting together um, a course that's going to go through some of these things in terms of what are the different elements that make a gym truly body inclusive or body positive. And I think one of the big things is when you have someone that comes to you and says, Hey, I want to lose weight. Okay. That's in and of itself, not a bad thing, but making sure that that's not the only question you ask someone. Why do you want to lose weight? Is there something in mind or are you on that path of, I want to lose weight so that I'll be happier. And if you're getting that from a client, have a resource net, have people to work with your clients and people holistically. So we're not just saying, I'm going to fix this one little thing you asked me to fix. Here you go out into the world. Good luck. Because you know, that's not ultimately what's going to help. And so being able to connect with multiple resources and have a resource net for people that really truly improves their overall wellness, not just a one component of it, whether that's increasing strength in a specific lift or losing weight or one, one small component. And I think that is a critical thing is having that network of resources. Yeah. I think that's so important because otherwise, you know, we're really only treating one aspect of the problem. Um, you know, I think so often people, when they come into the gym and they, you know, want to lose weight, there's really like a deeper, a deeper issue, a deeper cause of why they want to lose weight, you know, and maybe it could be health issues, but again, it really goes back to, you know, getting away from this belief that if I do X, I will achieve this, you know, and really we have to be able to find those things within ourselves instead of constantly looking outside to, you know, the next diet, the next workout, the next relationship that's going to be that magic pill that fix things for you. Because there's no one thing that's going to fix it. And there's no one thing a gym can do. There's no one thing that you can get, I think, from an Instagram influencer or anything that's going to make it better. It's, it's ultimately, there's, there's so many things that come together for it. And again, it comes down to when you say, Hey, I want to do, I want to lose weight. I want to get stronger. I want to do whatever activity it is, but why do you want to do it? And do you really connect deeply to the why of it? And I think fitness is something where we've accepted these statements from people. Um, again, like I want to lose weight. I want to run faster. I want to do this and it's okay. Those are all really good, might, might be acceptable goals, but if we don't truly understand why you want to do it and really what the whole 
what are all the pieces that come together to form that journey for that person? I think that's when you see kind of the boomerang in and out of fitness. And I certainly experienced that coming in and out of gyms and different sports and fitness and things my entire life, because I would get a short term success, but it really didn't solve the problem. So I was still unhappy, lived in that space of unhappiness and then boomeranged back into another environment. I really love that you brought that up because I think it can also generate those feelings of being a failure, right? And like really have an effect on our self-esteem when we're constantly going into it, expecting these results. And then when that doesn't happen, we often turn it to ourselves and, oh, there's something wrong with me. It must be my fault. And that that's not the case. It's again, it's just shifting our perspective, shifting our mindset, refocusing on our why and having that be the driving force. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on that. It's it's so important to understand that. And it's just it's so often it's not your body failing you. It could be your environment failing you. It could be the situations that you're in. I mean, so much of it is the systems. I mean, just I mean, just so much, you know, of it is systemic, you know, the healthcare, you know, just all of these things that go into, you know, what makes somebody quote unquote healthy. And then we just have all of these expectations of people and we don't take into account, you know, the systems that are in place. Absolutely. It's, you know, and it's really interesting and Randy, I'm sure you've experienced this many times, um, you know, and I think we've talked about it, but how, if you, I think it's particularly worse for women, but if you have a bigger body or you're a strong person, you have a heavier body weight or whatever it is. Um, and you are, actually pretty healthy. If you look at the metrics of it, if you walk into a doctor's office, the very first thing they start talking to you about is your BMI. And that's just, that is a systematic failure. Cause that's really not, that is not the most important part of fitness or what can contribute or really what comes together to make someone quote unquote healthy. That's the immediate thing that gets focused on. And that I think is a, a huge failing of the system. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I had a doctor one time told me that I needed to lose weight. And I asked her, well, what should I be doing? And she was like, oh, well, you need to exercise more. And then I gave her like, at the time I was teaching so many fitness classes, you know, I was competitive powerlifter. I'm like, really? You know, like that's your solution. And then she's like, oh, well, eat less. Yeah. It's like, did you not just hear everything that I'm doing? Like, and you want me to eat less. (laughs) So it's like, there's just these blanket responses and people just unfortunately, because of the systems, right, we associate being in a bigger body as being unhealthy. And those two things are not always correlated. And even if you are unhealthy, who gives a fuck? That's nobody's business. And that shouldn't be a determining factor of somebody's self-worth. Yeah, it is completely not tied to your worth. And honestly, this is one of those things. And as a I think as, as coaches, it's important to remember this stuff too, that body acceptance and body positivity, these things, they don't have to equate living a hundred percent of a healthy lifestyle. Even if you, if you choose to live in a lifestyle that maybe has elements, quote unquote, I even like to use the word healthy. I wish there was a different word in English, but, um, you have the, the right to live your life the way that you want to live your life. And you have the right to be respected in that life. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I'm curious to know, because you've made so much progress in your own relationship with your body, are there some things that you continue to struggle with? Oh, absolutely. Um, And I think 
One of the things I try to do um, is be very transparent, whether it's in person in the gym with people that I'm chatting with or interacting with people through Instagram or in any other capacity that just because I'm at this place where I can kind of talk about this transformation I've gone through, it doesn't mean that I I wake up every day and I, I feel fantastic about my body. And I think that is one of the biggest uh, things that doesn't get talked about or maybe just isn't emphasized enough that you can truly absolutely love your body and love who you are, but not like it every day. And it is 100% okay to have days where you don't like something about yourself and that you can't get to that place of complete acceptance and love. And just because you have those days, it doesn't mean that you don't love your body. Just for me, I've shifted away from living in that space of not liking myself all the time to where I'm like, you know, I'm having a day where maybe I'm just not as crazy about the way my face looks in a picture. That's okay. Because essentially, I love who I am at my core. And that's the part that takes over at the end of the day. Yeah. So it sounds like really detaching your self-worth, your image of like how you see yourself from maybe how you look in a picture or, you know, how you necessarily feel about your body in that particular moment, but just really seeing yourself as more than your body. Absolutely. Because your body is going to change over time, whether you like it or not. Right. And that's, that is the nature I think of being human on the, and just being on this planet is it, it is going to change because that's just the effect of time. And I think if, if all of your worth is tied to something that changes, then your definition of what your worth is, is always going to change. Whereas if you tie that. Or you're always going to be trying to, you know, go backwards and achieve that who you were before to feel worthy. Right. Exactly. I, I know who I am at my core and I've really strongly identified with that. And I am, I am absolutely in love with it. Like I, I joke, like I'm in love with myself in that capacity. And it's just, identifying those things that make me who I am and being able to then say I'm in a phase of my life where I'm powerlifting or I'm competing nationally or whatever it is I'm doing and being able to like bring that worth to that phase or activity in my life and then understand that over time maybe that's going to be coaching or that's going to be something else or it's going to be something completely non-fitness related but that intrinsic worth never changed you know I was always enough Yeah, absolutely. I love that so much. And before my last question, is there anything you wish I would have asked you or a final message that you want to leave with my audience? I just, I love this conversation. So thank you so much for having me on here. I think one of the the biggest messages is you have always been enough. And I think there are so many ways that we convince ourselves that we're not enough. And there's things that we let take parts of us away over time and being able to connect to a way that helps you kind of put yourself back together and look at that picture and understand that it was always enough. And now that you've connected to who that is, it's even more than it ever was. It's just, it's such a powerful feeling. And I I really hope to be able to help other people connect to that. Absolutely. And you're doing it already. And I just want to acknowledge you, Christina, for the incredible work that you're doing and, you know, the impact that you've even had on my life in terms of really helping me see the power of my voice and my message. And, you know, seeing you now as a coach is just so incredible. And I'm just so proud of you. And I've loved this conversation. So thank you so much. And the last question that I ask on all all of my episodes 
is related to taking action because I believe that's how we start to integrate, you know, what we learn on podcasts or through reading or, you know, any type of personal development. So what would be three action steps that my listeners could take today to live a more uplifted life? Absolutely. I think one step would be to identify something that you've been telling yourself is true, a belief about yourself that maybe isn't something that's true, write it down and tear it up. It doesn't have to define who you are. Another step would be to start looking around and identify someone in your life or around you, whether that's in person, online, or some kind of support that you could reach out to and start to have conversations around how to start changing that narrative of what you've been telling yourself for, for your possibly your entire life. And then the third thing I would say is honestly, go find some, something that makes you joyful, connect to what makes you joyful in your life, whether that's painting, uh, being outside, take your dog for a walk, anything like that. And just be aware of what brings you joy in your life and make sure that you're doing that on a regular enough basis. I love that so much. Thank you so much, Christina, for being here and sharing your story and just being so open. It's been really powerful. And I know this will be a really inspirational episode for so many people. So where can people find you and learn more about you and connect with you? Absolutely. So the best way to contact me right now is I am on Instagram. Uh, You can search me by my name, Christina Malone, or by my Instagram handle, which is c.sharp85 with Instagram. Um, That's really the best method of communication. So I would say go ahead and reach out through there and then um, DM me, tag, comment, anything like that. And I'm happy to chat with you folks. And I hope everyone's having, has a great day. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll make sure to put your Instagram in the show notes and people can connect with you there. So thank you so much, Christina, for being here. Absolutely. Thank you, Randy. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for sharing a piece of your day with me. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss one. If this episode really resonated with you, it would mean so much to me if you screenshot and share it with your friends and family or share it on your Instagram story. You can also rate and review the podcast on iTunes, which helps me spread the message and get the podcast heard by more people. For more self-love and powerlifting inspiration, come follow me on Instagram or join my private Facebook group, Self Love School. The links are in the show notes. And until next time, stay uplifted.